Here they come! Welcome to episode 106 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and today I'm joined by Alan Owen to discuss the Battle of Wolf 359, featured in Star Trek's Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Resistance is futile. Hello, Alan. Hi, Eric. How are you tonight? I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, I haven't spoken to you for a while. No, it's uh, been it's a little been... while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We, we did one just before Christmas, was it? I, it was just before Christmas, yeah. yeah but yeah, uh, so it's not, not too bad, but uh, yeah, it's been a little while. It has been a little while, so welcome back and all that. Thank you. And, and returning to Star Trek, you're, you're becoming our Star Trek go-to <laughs> guy, aren't you? Am, am I the go-to? <laughs> yeah. I think so, yes, yes. I think it's our third one for Star Trek. Think we've it done? is. Yeah, we, we yeah. we've done the original series and we've done we did Star Trek three, didn't we? The opening of Star uh, Trek three, the I Klingon bird did... of prey reveal. No, I think you did that with Mark. Was that with Mark? That was with Mark. I'm trying to remember what the other one we did was. I'm Probably. sure this I is our to... third. It is definitely the third one. I'm trying to remember what the second one was, but it will come to me. All right. Okay. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I might I might try um, um, going through my records as as we uh, as we talk as well and try and find that out. So yeah, well, welcome back to Star Trek. And I know from um, you know when we've had conversations Star Trek before. Am I right in thinking Next Generation is your favourite of the shows? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, yeah, I hover around and I change my mind fairly frequently on these things. Um, I kind of like it because it, it kind of came at the right time for me, I think. I think we've talked about this when we first did it. You know, the original series was, I was quite young when I first mm. saw it. So I thought, this is cool. This is great stuff, you know. And um, what was, there was only three series of it, weren't there? Mm. And Next Gen came when, well, it was early 90s. So I, I was... A student, I was living away from home. I could watch it every night I wanted, and um, it became the sort of the, route, the thing to do. And I think when the other series came, uh, what DS Nine and Voyager, um, <laughs> then I was just that little bit older. I wasn't had didn't have the quite the same interest. I, think, I guess with all of us, we've all sort of fallen out of love with things and then come back to them mm. later as um, as they're going on. I'm quite, I'm quite enjoying Discovery at the moment, actually. I'll I haven't honest. seen one second of it, not one second. Uh, it's not bad, you know, not bad. It's, um, yeah, it's good special effects. And I, 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 I might get round yeah. to it. I might yeah. get round to it. But I think we've discussed it before. I mean, for me, the original series is mine because yeah. Um, yeah. it is an age difference between you and me. I grew up with it. I remember when, That's you right. know, you had yeah. the free giveaways in the in your breakfast cereal you know and you had the dinky toy enterprise yep. and um and those fantastic uh amt model kits and and all this business That's and right. i grew yeah, up yeah. with it you know and i remember when star trek next generation came along uh, and it was all being advertised and i i can remember getting quite excited by it by the fact that oh we're gonna have a new star trek now i'm a, i'm an adult there's gonna be a new you know um a new star trek 
and it's coming out and I can watch it, brand new episodes of that I don't know anything about. Oh, this is going to be good. And do you remember when it first came out, it wasn't shown in Britain, was it? it I was it, trying it, to they remember came out on exactly tape. this. I was trying to remember because the, the ones we're going to talk about tonight, they were 1990 when they were first shown in the US. And I can't remember, I should have looked it up, but I can't remember when they first came over here. Was it like a f about two years, three even? Yeah. It, 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 I'll tell you what, I, the, the reason I remember it is it wasn't shown over here because I think it was even before we had Sky TV over here. Oh, yeah. And, and a friend of mine was, you know, a big Star Trek fan and um, he bought... That, 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 it, what's the first ep ever episode? Is it Encounter uh, at Farpoint? Encounter Point? at Farpoint, yeah. Yeah. That came out on a big box videotape but it, it it was for rental only and i can remember uh, him buying the first episodes um you, you know rental yeah. copies which were about like 60 65 they pound were really each. expensive weren't they yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he bought them and i watched it and all that enthusiasm i had for it went out the window almost immediately i mean that first episode is well the first series pretty much is pretty awful isn't it Oh, it's, it's slow it's and it's plodding and the acting's pretty wooden um even from sir patrick oh. you know he even he hadn't found his feet on this at that point he's a he's a terrific actor i love him yeah. I, I, yeah. I love him dearly but and and i do apologize now before i launch into this for any star trek generation fans out there i can't stand the show um <laughs> i couldn't I, I i couldn't stand the first season or the second season and i did, did keep dipping my toe in every time you know there was going to be you know something yeah you know like a, yeah, a klingon yeah. heavy episode or something like this That's and true. and i don't know and I, I as i say this is my opinion i'm i'm not i'm not saying that you know, you know anything this is just my opinion i really didn't like it i didn't yeah. like it and i've never liked it uh, it's just something about that those characters you know, uh, <laughs> right right ignoring the films for the moment it's right here we go the show right I, I i hated the look of it i hated the fact that it was on videotape that it had this like cheap blurriness to it because i'll it was be on bringing videotape. this up later yeah. all right um i hate their pajamas that they're wearing for their uniforms i hate the shoulder pads i hate the hair <laughs> i hate the fact that you've got a counselor on the bridge of this spaceship, who's got her own little chair there as well. Right next um, to the captain. Yeah, yeah. Just to make sure he does the right thing. It screams 80s, and I hate US 80s TV shows, and this is like the worst, yeah. because you're taking a show that I grew up with, and you've turned it into like, you know, an a, 80s thing. You know? It's a very PC um, oh, it's version so, of oh, it, isn't it? And it's very... Oh. Sanitize I, the right word? I don't know. It might not be quite the right word, but you know, it's it is yeah, sanitized and it's nice. And every we've got to talk these things through. And what do you think, counselor? And you know, you get the yeah. doctor involved in everything. I know McCoy was always in there because you had this, you know, the trio. But you know, yeah, yeah. you have the doctor involved and everything's talked through, negotiation, da da da. And it's just oh, give me a break. And the yeah. two big problems I have, the two massive problems I have with this show. I'm sorry I'm going on off on a bit no, of rant. No, no. I, I, I'm agreeing with you with a, with a lot of it, yeah. Right. Yeah. Number one, Riker. Or Raker. Raker, isn't it? It's Riker, Riker not Riker. 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 Riker's Blake As in Seven. Riker Island. Yeah. R yes, yeah. Oh. oh. 
Oh, oh, <laughs> he, he, oh he, he's just so insufferably smug. And the way he goes around with his pumped up chest. And then he's got that little smug beard later on. And, and, and that rubbish grin that he keeps doing. And I can't abide him. My, my other half laughs every time. Because um, he would stand on the transporter pad to boom down. And whenever he arrived, and it, it probably happened once, but it's become every time now. He's got his foot up on a rock. In, you know, in a like a macho pose, yeah. And it's like, how do you beam down to a planet while you're standing and arrive with your foot uh, up on a rock? And it, it is, he's very much like that, isn't he? You've I mean, just, I assume, I assume they wanted him to be the Kirk kind that of. He was, he was like a substitute but, Kirk, and it's like, but oh, it's and, like, yeah, B grade Kirk. That that leg up macho thing that you were just talking about there, something I thought of when watching these sequences for uh, tonight's uh, recording is that beard he's got, that smug beard. <laughs> it's very very David Brent now, the way it's all clipped Ooh, like that. It, I it, suppose it is, isn't it? He's like never, David yeah. Brent <laughs> yeah. in Star Trek. So he's doing the uh, Space Invader dance. That yes. Was no, no, I don't want to see that, no. So that's one thing. The other yeah. thing I can't abide, and this is going to be heresy to a lot of our listeners, I can't abide data. I can't abide him. I, I, I just find him insufferable. I, I really do. Yeah. But again, I, he was the B-grade Vulcan, wasn't he? Yes, but that was the, That was the role there. They'd, it's almost like, they'd, they'd, okay, we've got the original characters, we've got the Doctor, we've got the Vulcan, we've got the macho captain who goes in with fists flying, and they've moved them bits of them to different characters yeah. and oh. try to recreate it. And I think that's always a mistake. You, you don't do that. You, you invent new characters mm. and mm. You, you let them develop in their own way. Um, I know I, I, mean, I, I couldn't abide the character yeah. and I hate him. I'm not uh, that keen on Brett Spinner. Spinny, Spiner, Spiner, Spinal Tap. I've yeah. never been that keen on him. And I don't like him. since. I've, Again, I've never been that um, that enthused by. Him I don't. Well. I don't like him. I don't. I don't care for the Pinocchio subplot, you know. And yeah. oh, yeah. and as I say, I, I would just watch the episodes if I knew they were going to be effects heavy, or you know, the Klingons were yeah. going to be in it. And every time I dip my toe back into it, it's like I don't like this because uh, and those two characters there, you know, I can remember watching it, you know, and I could feel my bottom jaw jutting out and my hands <laughs> turning into fists because I would get Stop really annoyed. <laughs> and is, then... Is this kind of... Maybe this is the same with, you know, Star Wars now, that you've had the series, which you, for Star Wars would have been the original three films, mm. and it, they've tried to do something with it. Yeah. And... You know, even if it had been fantastic, would you have liked it? No, I, I, um, I've, I've said this before because you can't compare something new compared to something that you grew up with when you were very small because exactly, you've got yeah, all that emotional want, yeah. nostalgia exactly, yeah. wrapped up in it, you know, and it just wasn't for me. And I totally, yeah, 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 if, if you like it, fine. I haven't got a problem with it. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, that is just my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, when we talk about the subsequent, you know, uh, incarnations of the show you know the thing that really got my back up then is this trend to have uh comedy regular characters usually some some yeah, alien some who's dipping character who oh, be the barman or the a, or a doctor, doctor or a, yeah, yeah or yeah. a cook or yeah. or whatever oh no no it's, and it's just funny because like the, i don't know if you've seen the orville which is being shown at the moment no they kind of they do that, but they're getting away with it because mm. it is comedy. 
it's mm. not it's not serious it's the whole thing is comedy and that's uh, check out a few episodes of that i would recommend it it's um it's almost like next gen but yeah taking the PI proverbial SS, yeah yes yeah <laughs> so so you know i mean it, th- th- this was your choice this sequence was your choice yeah. and i th- i think maybe if you had chosen any other uh <laughs> star trek next no. generation <laughs> i might have had a problem but the one thing i do like about star trek next generation and subsequent incarnations are the borg yeah i, I think the borg yeah. are terrific um, I, li- I like the aesthetic of them. I like the design of them. I like the the backstory to them. They and, were a big uh, winner, weren't they? They in were the whole thing. A lot of the ca- the the races they kind of screwed up a bit, like the Vulcan. Uh, sorry, the Vulcans. Uh, the Klingons they made a bit wishy washy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they came up with this new new baddie, didn't they? Really, which was the the whole series is baddie, mm. um, and right through into First Contact. Yeah. So, and uh, an indication um, of how much I like the Borg is the fact that, despite that little mini rant that I just had there about the <laughs> Ten Star minutes Trek... in, he's calmed down, yeah, ladies yes, and gentlemen. I am calming down, yes, <laughs> um, because my wife has told me to, because the children have got to go to bed. Um, that, that, an indication how, how much I like them is, even though I've, I've, I'm not a fan of any of the Star Trek shows after the original I do own that DVD box set of Borg stories. Oh yes, that the yes. fans had chosen. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. I, I own multiple um, Star Trek shows that I don't like, and, <laughs> and and watching those stories, I'm not a hypocrite. My wife's now called me a hypocrite. Um, I've I, I've watched these episodes with the Borgs in. Didn't have a clue what was going on. Didn't have a clue who these characters are yeah, most of the but time. But enjoyed it. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. do like the Borg a lot. So th- thank yeah. you, Alan, for uh, choosing <laughs> this for us. Well, I chose it for a different reason, which is I I chose it because of the the model making and mm-hmm. it's one. I mean, for I think we might have mentioned this in the, the first time we did a podcast. But the reason we know each other is through model making. Mm-hmm. And the idea of kit bashing and taking something and making it something else. I mean, as I'm sitting here, I've got a shelf of one in two and a half thousand scale Star Trek uh, models, which are on the whole kit bashes Hmm. that I've done some of them. Mark has done others and got bored and passed them on to me to finish off. But it was that whole idea. And I thought, oh, hang on, that episode has got all this kit bashing in it Mm -hmm. and we can get into the nitty gritty or... You know, talk about that. Yeah, that. Um, that was the reason I chose it. But we'll come on to that, perhaps. All right. Well, let's get started on it, it then, may shall have we? On them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're having regrets already. <laughs> I am. Yes, I can tell. I've got buyer's regret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it then, shall we? We are now approaching the Wolf System, Captain. On my way. Low to impulse. Take us to the battle coordinates, Mr. Crusher. Yellow alert. Sensors are picking up several vessels, Captain. The fleet? No active subspace fields. Negligible power readings. Life signs? Negative, sir. Visual contact? On screen.
Tolstoy. The Kyushu. The Melbourne. The next generation segment, because we're going to talk about two segments tonight, aren't we? Two special effects right. segments. Yeah. And the, the, the first one chronologically in, uh, in, in filming terms is next generation um um is it the best of both worlds it's the best of both worlds part, part one uh, and two so i think it was two. the end of the third series and the start of the fourth yes yeah so it left on the cliffhanger of You'd... picard being oh is this spoilers for a 30 no, year old show no <laughs> picard being kidnapped by the borg and turned into a um drone for them mm. and that that's where it, it is left isn't it yeah uh, uh, earlier when i got raker's name wrong and i called him Riker. no he is uh, Riker. he is Riker. he's he not Riker. right no. I, got, I got it the right way around now okay right Riker is in no Riker. no 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 Riker is in blake seven. Oh, i see sorry right? okay go on <laughs> i'll shut up <laughs> he's a he, he's a nasty bit of work in blake seven Right, yep. and so yeah, that's why I mispronounce his name because I know Blake Seven far more than I do Next Generation. Yeah, yeah. But there's another connection between Next Generation and Blake Seven in that I've seen a lot of people go on about what a stunning cliffhanger that was, the end of the third season. You know, um, you, mm. you know, Picard is now yeah. a Borg, and it ends with Riker. Yes, Riker. Riker. Yeah. Riker. It, it ends with Riker saying fire and that's when it ends yes but that's exactly how um season two of blake seven ended with avon saying fire and you had to wait almost a year for the next one you see so next generation completely ripped off blake seven for that i'll just say (laughs) when was blake seven when was that episode that 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 was 1980 uh, i think that was oh gosh yeah yeah 79 80 yeah 10 years sorry my watch has just decided it's going to search for when Blake Seven was on. There we go. You asked your watch a question and she replied. (laughs) Yeah. I happened to raise it just as I said that and it uh, Siri decided she was going to uh, chip him. Almost like a teleport bracelet from Blake Seven. Almost. All right. Well, let's get started on this first segment then. And it's pretty short, isn't it? I mean, this is very uh, short. Only a couple of minutes. I'd forgotten how short it was. I thought there was more. 90 seconds. Mm. Yeah, me too. Mm. I thought there was more to it than this. Yeah. um, and the Enterprise is arriving, or it's it's on its way, isn't it? To the Borg, the Borg ship is way ahead of them, on its way to sector. Is it zero zero one? Sector. No, six. this is Wolf three five nine. It's going. Yeah, but it, ultimately, it's uh, on its oh, way sorry, to the, Earth, the, isn't it? Yeah, sorry, you dipped out for a second there. I oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So the, the cube is on its way to Earth. Yeah. Yeah, and and the uh, Federation fleet is going to intercept them at Wolf three five five nine. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, and they get a message from this admiral saying that um, oh no no they um, Riker Riker yeah <laughs> I have to think about it now <laughs> he gets a message saying you know um, the fleet's been engaged at Wolf three five nine and then you get this admiral saying that they're going to withdraw and regroup before uh, he gets cut off doesn't he That's right and he just yeah the signal goes and they're left standing Yeah. And that's when the ship, it comes out of warp speed, drops back into real time, and we find the remains of the fleet ju- just yeah. hanging there. And I really that's like this. I, I think it's really good, you know, that you dropped right in it, and the battle was already uh, been it's and happened. gone. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. You've just seen the debris that's left. Yeah, and, and what fantastic debris it is as well. I think it's done very, very well here. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, and I don't mind the crew either. I, I, even old Smugbeard himself, you know, <laughs> okay, he pulls down his pyjama in, in a very Picard move when he stands up. Um, but uh, I, I don't even mind their reactions to it. I, I, I think this is a terrific moment. Shall we talk about the behind the scenes for it as we go? Um, it might be good to do that. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I was I was watching the the two segments, the the end of the one episode and the beginning of the next, and something was bugging me. And then I saw it actually online, and there was complete. They I assumed that they would film both episodes at the same time. No, oh no, and they they didn't at all. There was like months and months between them, and that was what was bugging me. I couldn't put my finger on it. And it's their hairstyles different. The lighting is different. Um, I hadn't even spotted this, but in the end of the third series, they're wearing those awful pyjamas. Yep. And then at the beginning of the fourth, they're wearing the two-piece. Mm. So you say about the Picard manoeuvre, which I think it became called, called every time he stood up, he pulled down his shirt. Right. Well, actually, it should be the Riker manoeuvre because he's the first one to have done it. Ah, so I he's, didn't know that. Because uh, Picard's off the ship by this point. Right. So there's, there's all these weird inconsistencies, actually, across the two. Which, mm. um, in watching it, I couldn't quite... Yeah, I couldn't quite um, spot it, but yeah. So it's um, a little odd. Yeah. So so here here we have something I like in Star Trek, and and it is a new thing, isn't it? It, it is yeah. definitely a, um, a a movies and then next generation thing in that that there is a, a a design of Federation ship that is quite consistent, where you've got a saucer section so, and, and and a number and of nacelles. An and a number of nacelles. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. 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 And and that lady, I can't remember her name, but she she lists the. Uh, ships that they can see. They... Yeah, so she said, I wrote it down because oh, I go, couldn't remember. Go for it. Alan. So she's, it's Shelby. The Shelby, the character, right. And she says the Tolstoy, the Koyushu, and the Melbourne. Mm -hmm. So she name checks three out of the supposedly 40 yes. ships. Mm -hmm. So um, those are the three that she, she calls out. Yeah, because that, that's all you really see. Um, there's there, there's yeah. other things going on in the distance, but that that are the ones that you really see close Very up. Very hard wise. to to actually spot. Yes. So, um, yeah, should we talk about the models? Is, yeah. is, should we do that now? Well, before so, we talk about the models, as I say, it, it is really good. You know that they just that they come along at the aftermath of this battle. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's a shock moment for them that the whole Federation fleet has been wiped out. Um, but that wasn't. A, um, a, a decision that was made deliberately. It was all down to um, um, money. They didn't yeah. have the yeah. money to show the battle, so so they did it this way. And I much prefer it. I much it, prefer it, it. Yeah, it works with the storytelling. Because I mean, if the Enterprise had arrived while it was going on, then the the storyline would have been different mm. as well. It would have been caught up in the battle, and I guess as well, it would have been destroyed at that point. Yeah, yeah. All right, then models. Models. Off you go, so, Alan. So there is supposedly 40 ships on this mm -hmm. um, fleet. So the designers, and I think it was Michael Okudu, Okuda, mm -hmm. uh, is the, he's the set designer, I think, of the or scenic artist, I think is the proper title. So there's him, a guy called Ed Myrarecki, who's a model maker, Greg Jen, and Bill George. Right. So these are the guys who basically, I guess they arrived in work one morning and there was a little docket on their desk saying build 40 ships. Yeah. 
and um, between them they sort of scavenge bits and pieces from here there and everywhere and i guess they went down to the local model shop and bought up the amt kits that were available because a lot of these ships use the uh, either the big enterprise d saucer or the the little one which is about looking at one now about four inches across mm. took those put them into all sorts of different combinations with things like highlighter pens as nacelles and they're used uh oh, i wrote it down here somewhere excuse me yeah they used the typhoon class submarine turret and the <laughs> revel kit hunt for red october on the top of one to give it a different shape mm-hmm. and they, they did a cracking job i think well greg um, greg greg jean who, who you mentioned there yeah. i mean you know he is uh you, you know a very well known and well respected well model maker yeah. you know going back to yeah. like dark star and things like that you know if you, yeah. if you want somebody yeah. to scratch build you a spacecraft he's the, rope he's him the man, in yeah. definitely yeah. definitely and ed uh sorry i, I i'm screwing up in the pronunciation but it's maya recky i think it is right he's the guy that refurbed the 11 foot original series enterprise ah, right when it went into the smithsonian right so these are these are and bill george now as far as i could work out works for ilm mm, yeah definitely so these are these are big big names in the whole sort of model making um sci-fi scene mm. is that the right word yeah but um so they they did an awful lot of work on these and there's some fantastic pictures which um I'll dig out for you, Eric. And you yeah, because I uh, I haven't looked into Facebook. that bit yet. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, no, and, that that would be excellent. And that's kind of and actually some of the other things they used. They had the Ralph McQuarrie um, prototype for the Enterprise for a, a, a never made Trek movie called Planet of the Titans. That was the thing in the mid seventies, wasn't it? They used yeah, that. Yeah, uh, which looks it, it's the inspiration for the Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. So it's that saucer with the triangular bit behind yep. it. Yep. You know, everybody was saying, oh, it looks like the Mercari, um prototype, which it blatantly does. But uh, and, other th- and little models they'd made for prototypes and how about this for a, yeah. a ship? And they, had them, they destroyed some of them, which is a great shame, sort of um, taking Dremels to them. And there was a fantastic quote I found here. So it's a, a CUDA recalls being in the art department one evening, Dremel in hand, cutting up the ship, while Patrick Stewart in bald costume came down to use the photocopying machine. <laughs> he asked me what I was doing. I showed him the model and said something like, see what you did? <laughs> so basically they, they took Dremels and drills and firecrackers to all sorts and of destroyed them. beautiful ships that they'd um, put together and, and destroyed them. And while some of them are quite small, um, others are massive. I mean, there's one called a, a Freedom Class, which has got a, I've got a picture I'll send to you of mm. uh, Greg Jen holding it. And the thing's got to be about three, three, four foot long. Uh-huh. So, I mean, so these were significant models that they were using. And how um, nice to see on a TV show, because, of course, this is still yeah. some years away from CGI being used extensively right. on, yeah. on TV. So this is old world, real world it's, model making still. Yeah, yeah. And it's they're tied to the aesthetic of, as you said, the saucer, the nacelles, um, some with engineering parts and some not. Hmm. Um, and just the imagination of getting highlighter pens and bits of submarines. And well, that's what we do, don't fighter we? Fighter ship. 
Exactly. Yeah. And they put them together and they've, they've kept the aesthetic yeah. as well. No. I mean, some of them are not the most attractive looking, but, you know, it's um, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, as they say. Yeah, and they're it? destroyed anyway. I also saw yeah. uh, somewhere that they also used the remains of the blown up Enterprise from Star Trek Three. That's in there somewhere yeah. as well. Yeah. I was trying to spot that um, apparently it's the, it, there's a large saucer as they come in. What, with all the uh, frameworks visible? With the framework on it, and it's, oh, I think it's on question. the left-hand side, and supposedly that's it. Right. I couldn't quite define it, which is a problem I have with the scene, mm. which is something you mentioned earlier, is that it was all shot on video. Yeah. And they've got these, I don't know how many beautiful models that model makers have spent weeks laboring over, and they're little blurry bits in the background. Yeah. Can and you imagine like, if, oh, if I just want to see them, you know, so if they had filmed that on 35 millimeter, you know, yeah, um, you know, oh, how glorious would that have looked? You would have been yeah. able to see everything, especially on a Blu-ray release if they remastered That's it. That's right. Yeah. And, but because it's shot on video, you'll never have that detail, presumably. I mean, no. it's 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 not there, is it? I mean, no. you, you can Blu-ray it until the cows come home, presumably. Yeah. You'll never be able to pull out those those details that were there. No. And that's what I find frustrating about it. As it's that period, it's that time, though, maker isn't it? Vi- as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vi- vi- video was everything at that time. I mean, you know, I've got the uh, the season one Space nineteen ninety nine Blu Ray, and it yeah. is jaw dropping the detail because they filmed everything on film. You know, so mm. when you remaster it, all that uh, detail is is there. You know, but yeah. yeah, it does. It looks very blurry, it's just, doesn't it? Oh, so close. Mm. You know, I just want to. I want to be able to see those ships, and all you see is these sort of blurry things. And there's there's people on doing a little bit of research for for today. You know, there's people online who are trying to identify that ship to that uh, little right. blurry patch and <laughs> enlarging it, and trying to do image reconstruction on it to work out is that yeah. the ship that we think it is, and trying to match up. You'd be able to do that on cell profiles. Mil. Yeah, you'd be able to see it beautifully, yeah. wouldn't you? Right. You know, it wouldn't be an issue. Right. And and that's that's where I have a problem with the whole thing. It's mm. just you, you spent time and you spent effort and you spent money making these models with these modelling superstars. Them. Yeah, and with then you these don't see the bloody the stuff, scene, and then you can't even see it. Oh, yeah. 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 A little nugget I've got here is um, because there is mention, isn't there, um, before this happens that you know the Klingons were going to be sending some ships and they'd yeah. even contacted the Romulans. And I've seen that uh, the ships are supposed to be a combination of both Federation and Klingon, but you never see a Klingon ship I, in that lot. No, I don't think you see it. Maybe you do, but it's just too. so bloody yeah. blurry. You can't. Yeah, so it, could, it could be anything. It could be a Star Destroyer in there, yeah. for all I know. You know, it's, um, you know, like they they did swap them around, didn't they? Like R2-D2 supposedly is in the 2008 Star Trek film. Yeah. Yeah, uh, somewhere, and the Enterprise is meant to be in on Coruscant when they finish that film as well. But yeah. you know, it's yeah, it's like Ugh. they might but be in uh, there, they might not, but we've got no way of telling. Yeah. But I like no. fan speculation, and you don't get more fan spe- speculation than Star Trek fans. I like the way that they say, "Well, <laughs> the reason you don't see any Klingon ships there is that uh, they would have gone on a collision course." With the board oh, ship, if they, so they just rammed, and so they yeah. are totally destroyed. So they were yeah. there, but now they're in tiny, tiny bits. Yeah, mm. and I, I don't know. You you see a few blurry spots, but I don't know if you see forty. No, I suppose people, you know, it was spread out over a, 
a distance. Well, they say, don't they? They say uh, scanners are detecting several ships. Yeah. And we do only see about like three or four, don't we? Yeah, there's not that. There's certainly not 40 there. They didn't have the money. Uh, They they, they just didn't have the money to do it. No. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like, um, I mean, I don't know if they'll ever go back through these and do what they've done with the, the original series. With the Blu-ray and done, well, done and tweak the, the effects, tweak the effects and that, mm. and you know sometimes they've done it a little, a little bit too obvious, and sometimes it's quite subtle. You can't necessarily spot it immediately. So I don't know if they'll ever do that with Next Generation. Mm. But I guess it was, as you say, filmed on video. Mm, indeed, that's quite a big task. I guess you I mean, it must have been filmed on film, the original mm. series, obviously, but. Um, um, yeah, I can't see how nah, they can do that otherwise. Nah. Yeah. All right, well, that's our first sequence over because, you know, then they head on. Um, yes. But before before we finish, you just mentioned there, you know, turrets from uh, Hunt for Red October uh, kits was yep. used. Um, they also used the whole of the... I saw that they used the whole of the, uh, of the Red October for some of the uh, uh, perimeter ships, the Mars Defence perimeter ships. Oh uh, right, the, okay. The, the, the yeah, Borg yeah. ship encounters when it arrives at Mars—they are made from Hunt, Hunt for Red October submarines. Yeah, yeah. So that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. They had the parts sitting around. They've only <laughs> used the turret. <laughs> well, you and I can uh, sympathise with this. It's like I've used this bit off of this model. What can I use the rest of it for? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I, I've got a box full of like tank treads and um, tank turrets and stuff. I've got to do something with one day yeah yeah there's every model maker has a box because we never throw anything away do we no there's a you know all those random bits on sprues that you you keep and oh that'll come in handy one day that's a nice shape it's 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 the airfix lunar module kit i mean you know that i've always used the legs and some of the little domes and stuff but you always got the the main body of it and you can't use that on anything because it looks exactly like what it is you know it's on um one of the mac kits uh, the SF uh, 3D mm-hmm. uses uh, the Lunar Lander uh, underneath. A, I can't remember which one it is. Neo Spotter? You know, the long lollipop looking one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, with it, a ball look at, at the it's bottom got, and uh, yeah, that's the curvy one. head. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, got, it's got the Lunar Lander underneath the head. I'll have to have a look. Maybe I'll, I'll <laughs> have a go at doing a variant on that. All right, well, so that's that then. That's next generation. Um, and that's how it was, wasn't it? You know, it's it, yeah. it, it's a good season opener. You know, the, the the conclusion of this tale, and that's that. And yeah. uh, and then next generation trundles off and and goes along. And uh, I don't think many people realised that we would actually be coming back to this battle in a different no. show, which is yeah. uh, Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Yes. Red alert! Lower our torpedo bays. Ready phasers. Move us to position Alpha Ensign. They've locked on. Reroute auxiliary power. Modulation is having no effect. Shields have failed. Full reverse. Maintain it all. So what we're seeing now 
Um, this is a bit later. This is what, like what two years later, something like that. Deep Space um, Nine came. So out. they overlapped for a couple of years, was it? I think. Do they? So I think Next Gen ran for seven series, and I think this started maybe maybe a couple of years before it finished. Oh right, right. If I'm, I, I may have that completely wrong. I'm sure somebody will comment. Right. But um, yeah, but I think there there was a bit of an overlap certainly. Well, this is news to me because I didn't watch Deep Space Nine. I I, I think I've watched a couple of episodes, but I'm I'm, mm. I'm pretty sure I didn't see the pilot because. We see the Battle of Wolf 359, don't we, in the pilot yeah, of, of Deep Space yeah. Nine. And I think yeah. I would have remembered it if, if I had seen it, you know, being a, a fan of the Borg. Because, of course, yes, um, we see the battle. We see exactly um, what happened because um, you've got old um, Cisco. Sis- Cisco. So Cisco's the first officer of one of the ships that's there. It's the Saratoga. Uh, the Saratoga. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which was never name-checked in the... The original uh, next gen version, but yeah, there were presumably lots. Of, there were forty ships there. Only three got a name check. So, well, there is a reason why likely. why she didn't call out that name, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, okay. okay. Um, Deep Space Nine. Hmm. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember anything about it apart from having crap aliens in it, either <coughs> either with a wrinkly uh, nose, a wrinkly forehead, or big ears. And yep. and my. One of my biggest problems, and, and it was reinforced when I watched this. I had to watch it for you, Ian. Uh, when I watched <laughs> this this sequence, is the guy who plays Cisco. He is so dull. He is so bland. It's it, it, yeah. he just appears bored. Uh, I mean, yeah. he sees his dead wife in this, and I don't believe it for one second. This Cisco bloke. It's yeah. I, I mean, I, I was never. A, a great fan of Deep, uh, Deep Space Nine. Some of the ideas were, I thought were really good, but it's 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 executed so clunkily. I don't know. It's it's it just doesn't get away with it. And I, I think I watched it on reruns, which probably tells you a lot. I didn't mm. watch it when it first came out, and probably picked it up later on. Um, it's just and it it was the the whole story arc as well in this whole series. Mm-hmm. It just kept going and going, and it never really seemed to build. And then it was all kind of rushed right. at the end. And this whole thing about the wormhole and aliens living in wormholes and this sort of quasi-religious kind of stuff that they were trying to get. Mm. But yeah, the the guy who plays Cisco, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I didn't really no, like him. Didn't, didn't take to him at all. No, um, but yeah. it's all right. This sequence, it's it, it, it's pretty good. Um, you know, you see far more of the Federation ships because in that interim period of two years, whatever, they have gone over to CGI, and and this is all CGI. This isn't model work now, is it? This is. I I was trying to find this out, and I was trying to find out actually. You know, was it was it model, models or was it CGI? And I, I think it is CGI. That, so it's good to know. Yeah, I think the fact that the, the mere fact that you see uh, the ships zooming around and doing all these maneuvers that's not motion I assumed, capture. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, no. I did assume that because yeah, you, you, some of them give big sort of swoops in, don't they? Mm. You see them from almost right round, so which would be hard on. Um, yeah, on yeah, a, yeah. On a um, gimbal. On so, a gimbal, uh, so I yeah. Be able to do that, yeah. Yeah. And do you like these ships? They they they, they look quite smart. They look quite interesting. These yeah, ones. Yes. So we, we've got. Um, I was trying to jot down what I saw when I was watching it. So we we can see there's a, there's definitely an Excelsior class there. There's Nebula, what looks like an ambassador, and we see in a berth. So these are all 
well-established Star Trek mm-hmm. um, ships that we see on you know in the main part mm-hmm. that you can actually visually pull out of the uh, of the scene. So we're we're familiar with them all. Mm. Uh, there's none of the sort of what that I saw. None of the old kitbash no ships. So I'm assuming that they'd used or, um, models that they'd already had for other purposes. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. But it's pretty effective, you know. That I, yep. I, I like the way yep. they they're zipping around the Borg ship and all like that. You've still got the the the, bl- the blurriness of video, haven't you? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's the whole thing is like. I don't know if they gave the camera too much coffee and said go for it, but it's so it's everything shaking, isn't it? It is. It's a bit nausea inducing actually because it just goes on a bit too long. Yeah, I I, I think um, when Cisco's trying to get to the escape pod and everything, it, it's a steady cam shot. Oh, it's not a steady cam shot because it's not, yeah, not at all. It's the yeah. anti steady cam, cam shot. Yeah. yeah, everything's shaky and very Saving Private Ryan type thing, isn't yeah. it? Going on yeah. there. Yeah. But I tell I, I tell you the problem yeah. I've got with it, this, and uh, it takes it uh, me out of it every time with this era of uh, television effects is that every time there's an explosion on that bridge, you know, you've just got like sparklers let off, and yeah. and somebody falls over in front of it. I never believe for one second that that person <laughs> has been imaged, uh, damaged, or um, um, you know the, the the explosion is real. You've just got yeah. these like sparklers going off. Um, and some puff of smoke and yeah. a genie appeared. Yeah, and that's exactly what happens to Cisco's ship when he gets in the escape pod and he ejects. Yeah. He looks back, and uh, the ship just disintegrates in a load of sparkles. That's why you didn't yeah. see the wreckage in um, in the Next Generation one, and it wasn't named because oh, it had drifted guess, away. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah as fairy yeah. dust, basically. <laughs> I hate that. I hate it when spaceships just turn into like fairy dust and then just drift away. That's not I mean, realistic. No, I mean, presumably a spaceship is million tons of steel and whatever spaceship is made out of. And chemicals and yeah. God knows what, you know. Yeah, so it's not just going to disappear, is it? it There's going to be It doesn't disappear in sparkles, no, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> yeah, that's that. I didn't realise, we haven't really mentioned this, but uh, I, I didn't know until I started looking into this uh, for this recording, is that uh, Wolf 359 is an actual star. Yeah. I never yeah. knew that. Um, you know what? I was watching um, Brian Cox, one of Brian Cox's programs, mm-hmm. uh, years ago, and he mentions Wolf Three Five Nine. Oh, um, did he? Apparent, yeah, and it was like, hang on, that's where the Borg fought the <laughs> the Federation. That doesn't exist, surely. Um, but it is. It is a real uh, location, and supposedly one of the closest places to Earth that they think might be habitable it's the fifth closest star fifth, to our, to, to our yeah. solar system yeah but, but apparently there's like an extra bit or something like they've identified planets there oh, or something right, so right, they, right. they they're sort of saying well you know after after mars that could be our next destination that seems a bit optimistic but you know but that is cool because i've always thought that is a cool name wolf 359 i thought that yeah. was just made up because it's a cool name not that it, it sounds actually, cool doesn't it? Yeah. it actually exists it's better than Somebody's sparrow sparrow 359 or something like that yeah. you know yeah the budgie Budgie three five nine. It's not the same, really, is it? Yeah, it's not really the wolf. Wolf three five nine. No, it sounds like the place the ball would be, wasn't it? Mm, mm. So yeah. that that's that sequence over. That one's a bit longer, isn't it? That's more like you know yeah, four or yeah, five. Yeah, you don't minutes. see much outside, do you? You see a couple of shots. There's a lot of running around ships with sparkles going cams on. with sparkles going on. Yeah. So you see, I think you see a couple of bits from the bridge, 
or from outside shots, yeah. and then you see through the window, you see an birth. Yeah. I think it is getting um, getting toasted mm. in sparkles and a puff of smoke, mm. and apparently vanishes. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's why there's never any ships left. I haven't mm. thought about that. Mm. Yeah. All right, so that's that <laughs> sequence over. All right. Yeah. So, um, you know what happens now? We have to go on to the rating of it. Yeah. And mm. and I don't know. Shall we do a combined rating for both? Let's do a combined. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do it together. So, shall I go first? Yeah. Well, I would, the guest guest always gets to go first, don't they? Yeah. yeah. I I mean I suggested this one because I I had it in my memory as being uh, a good scene, and I think over the years I've become more interested in the models than the scene. Mm-hmm. and knew more about the models than the, what had happened in that episode. So I really, really wanted to like this. And it was, yeah, we've got the combo of model making, the kit bashing. This should have been a great scene, but it's just, you can't see the damn things. Mm. There's just these little blurry blobs in the background. And I just feel it could have just been so much better, as you say, if it had been on film or yeah. something like that. So I, I'm going to go for a four. Four, okay, mm. okay. Um, I think which I feel bad about because this is consistently rated as one of the best episodes of Star Trek. Yes, Next yeah, Generation, of course. and you know it won an Emmy for outstanding art direction mm. as well. So I've just trashed an Emmy award-winning program. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> or episode, I should say. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm echoing an, an awful lot of what you say there because you know, for for a next generation episode, it's a blooming good one, and um, yeah, you, you know, that's what I wanted from the new style Star Trek. You know, and uh, the, the the effects are pretty good for that period of TV, uh, considering it's all um, you know model effects. But like you say, you can't see a darn thing. We well, can, but yeah. you can't tell what it is, and yeah. um, it and, could be a ham sandwich. Yeah, yeah, and maybe it was. <laughs> really, and, and maybe it was. Yeah, and Deep Space Nine again. You know, not bad CGI for its time, um, but you've got this crappy video look to everything. So yeah, um, I'm not going to be as harsh as you. I I was just going to give it a five because yeah. it would have been higher if it was on film, but that takes away definitely, so much from definitely. it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So so it gets an average of a four and a half. All right. Which, I'm, yep. Yeah, that must be the lowest Star Trek we've ever done on I this think show. That's, that's the lowest one we've done. Yeah. I say I feel bad for it, but uh, I just can't for the, for the scene and what we can see in the scene. Mm. That's that's I think as as much as we can go. Yeah. Yeah. I've just thought of something. I, I made a promise to you years back, and uh, really? and I've only just remembered it now. Um, I think it was when we did one of the Star Trek ones and we gave it a high rating. And I said, yeah. oh, next time we do a Star Trek, we'll do a low one. Well, this is low. This is below this average. This is the low one. But yeah. no, I had in mind Spock's brain. So um, I think we, we, we name-checked Spock's brain several times when we did that recording. I we did. Remember, so but, uh, so yeah. maybe we can yeah. go lower, you and I, than four and a half we, for Star we Trek. possibly can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that's us done, Ian. No, no, you're not Ian. Ian? You're Alan. Who's Ian? <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. Forty-five minutes we've been talking. He doesn't even know who I am. No, I, no, no. It's because on another tab, I've got Facebook open, and Ian has messaged me, and it keeps flashing uh, up. That will be Blake Seven in yeah. character uh, um, business. You, you I'm need sure. to run off and do your other other recording. Yeah, I've got to go and rub his tummy now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Alan. I'll get the name right this time. Thank you for today. <laughs> Cheers, All right. Eric. All right, and uh, speak to you soon. Live long and prosper. Nice one. Cheers, Alan. Bye-bye.
Bye. Bye.